So I remember I covered the Miami Dolphins cheer tryouts, did some interviews there with some of the girls who were auditioning, but I was still afraid to get on camera. Like I was, I was literally doing the interviews from behind the camera instead of, you know, being side by side with the girls asking them questions. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyle. I am your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Women in Sports Media, All Things Media. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. The Profit Blueprint registration is now open. If you're a current business owner seeking assistance with making money every day or exceeding revenue goals for your business, registration is now open for the Profit Blueprint. During this training, you will learn how to set your business up for success, learn tactics, to profit off your clients' pain points and create a conversion funnel to keep your clients purchasing and sending you referrals. For the first 25 people, you can sign up online today for only $57. Now, Brianna is an, ex- an account executive at Pandora Music, live events assistant at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, media correspondent, and founder of Evolution to Excellence. Hello, Brianna, and thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. I cannot wait for our listeners to get to know you and all the mini hats that you wear. (laughs) Yes, thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's always funny when people introduce me because it's like a mouthful. And sometimes it's hard for me to talk about myself because I'm like, where do I even start? But, yeah, I'm right. I mean, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey into all the things that you do? Yeah, of course. So, you know, like she said, my name is Brianna Weaver. I'm currently an account executive at Pandora Radio. So this is my full-time job here, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. And what I do here, basically advertising, consulting, mixed with a little bit of sales. So working with different businesses in, on the East Coast, trying to get them to advertise with us on Pandora. So super cool. You know, I've always had a love for the entertainment industry. I've always had a love for music. And then I, like to, I definitely love making money, which is why I found myself in the sales department here at Pandora. So that's that. In addition to working for Pandora, I also – work as a live events assistant at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So on the production side, just making sure that the full event runs smoothly, whether it's an Atlanta United game or an Atlanta Falcons game or a random concert or high school tournament that comes into the stadium. We're responsible for curating that from start to finish. And I'm also a journalist, I'm a self-taught journalist. So I went to Florida A&M University, go Rattlers. And I studied business administration. So while I was at FAMU, I was in the school of business, but I always found myself with different media internships. Like I interned with CNN in their sales department. And then after that, I interned with BET 
in their marketing department. And everybody was always like, oh, you know, you should be on camera. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I think I enjoy the business side of entertainment more than I do being in front of the camera and having the spotlight on me. So, right. I thought, right. So that was, that was the intent at first. And then I started realizing, you know, like I can actually hold conversations with people. I like getting to know people's mindsets, how they got to where they are. So I was like, why not take a shot at it? So I remember I would always volunteer over in the School of Journalism. I was getting involved in, like, their PR stuff that they had going on. I remember one of my friends, Bree Harmon, she had a, she had a show on 90.5, which was our campus radio station, and I would always sit in and shadow her during her shows. And then I actually auditioned for 90.5. I was the only person who auditioned that wasn't a part of the School of Journalism. So it was kind of intimidating because we had to go around and introduce ourselves. And everybody was like, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, this isn't even your major. So right. I, remember, <laughs> I remember auditioning and waiting to hear back. Oh, my gosh, waiting, waiting, waiting. And they finally let me do what's called FAMU Headlines, which is basically – At the top of the week, you read off current events, basically. So you pre-record it, and they play it throughout the week on 90.5. So I did that. So that was my first time ever being on air. I had no experience, but it was super cool just kind of doing it to get my feet wet. And they ended up giving me a show on 90.5. But unfortunately, I couldn't do it because at that time, I was literally three weeks out of graduation. I was trying to graduate, okay? So I wasn't able and to we all know the struggle with that. <laughs> right, okay? Yeah, who wants to be a super senior or, you know, walk the stage and not really uh, pass their classes? So I was, trying right. to get, I was trying to get out of FAMU. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to become a radio personality at FAMU while I was there. And right after I graduated, I didn't have a job. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I love Tallahassee. And I moved back home to Orlando. I'm originally from Orlando. So I was living with my parents, which was, oh. But, yeah, I went back home. And what would you say? You know, I was saying, I was just laughing because I understand. Yeah, yeah, I moved back home. Nobody really wants to move back home. But, you know, it's all a part of the process sometimes because, not everybody has a job when they graduate. Most people don't, and I happen to be one of those people, even after all of the internships that I did. So I moved back home with my parents, and, you know, I'm looking online, searching for jobs, and nothing was really working out in my favor. I was doing all these interviews, but nothing was coming through. So I was like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to have to create the opportunity for myself. So I had been thinking about starting a YouTube channel, but I was just scared to do it. I don't know why I was scared. I guess I thought maybe my content wouldn't be good enough or I don't know. I was afraid of what people would think. I don't know. But I remember the Miami Dolphins, they were having their cheer tryouts in Orlando. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be the perfect opportunity for me to try to cover an event. So I remember I heard an advertisement on the radio, so I called them and they were like, oh, are you interested in trying out? And I was like, no, I'm actually interested in covering the event, but, yeah, can you put me in contact with somebody that may be able to, you know, give me some press access? And they were like, yeah, go ahead and shoot this person an email. So I shot an email, and that ended up being my first YouTube piece of YouTube content. So I remember I covered the Miami Dolphins cheer tryouts, did some interviews there with some of the girls who were auditioning, but I was still afraid to get on camera. Like, I was – 
I was literally doing the interviews from behind the camera instead of, you know, being side by side with the girls asking them questions. But that was, yeah, like I said, first I had no journalism experience. And secondly, this was already something that was outside of my comfort zone. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing, really, and truly. So that was the start of, you know, my correspondent career. And I remember after that, I got an internship in L.A. It was the HBCU in L.A. program. So we went out there, free housing. They provided housing for us. And that was my first time ever covering a red carpet. I remember my first red carpet was the Tupac All Eyes on Me premiere. And after that, everything was kind of just an upward spiral. I remember moving to Atlanta after my internship ended, and it kind of just kept going from there. I started, you know, I started working for a few outlets here in Atlanta, smaller outlets, but it was still giving me that access that I needed to these red carpets, and it was also giving me access to people who were gatekeepers, so publicists people who worked for other publications who had knowledge about other events that I didn't know about. They were now letting me know about events, and the publicists were emailing me when their client needed an interview or when they had another red carpet or another premiere coming up. So it just kind of started working like clockwork. It was like it was perfect, and that just led to a bunch of other opportunities. So journalism is it's become a passion for me, something that, right. you know, was was a hobby that kind of turned into a side hustle. So it's, it's something that I love to do. I don't get to do it as much anymore because, like you said, I wear so many hats that it's hard to find the time and the energy. But I try to do it as much as I can just to stay active and to stay relevant and then to, you know, just keep creating content. And then most recently I started my HBCU scholarship. So, like I said, I went to FAMU, the best HBCU. Yeah, I'm not sure what school you go to. What school do you go to? I went to West Georgia, so you know okay, we're not okay. in the HBCU thing. <laughs> okay, well I heard I heard West Georgia still does have a really big black population. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot. I know a lot of people who went to West Georgia, but yeah. So I recently started my HBCU scholarship. I launched it on my 25th birthday. It was something that I've been thinking about for a while now, but it was one of those things again, you know something that was unfamiliar, something that was like, you know, I don't know if this is really going to work out, it's going to be good enough, like how are people going to receive it, like what are people going to say, and then I realized that I just have to say, you know, forget what people are going to say, just do it, and right. the more you think about it, right, the more you think about it and the more you psych yourself out and get in your own way, you know, that lessens the likelihood that it's actually going to happen, and it'll probably be better than you think it's going to be anyway. So right. once my scholarship, this was my first year doing my scholarship. So it was originally supposed to be for one HBCU student. I donated $500, so that was going to be the award. But then I decided that I wanted to start accepting donations. And when I started accepting donations, I was actually able to match that $500. So instead of giving away one scholarship, now I'm able to give away two. And that's, that's something that I'm – Yes, I'm super, super excited about it. So I'm in the process of going through the applications. I have an idea of the winners that I'm going to select. But, yeah, those should be rolling out this week. I'm super excited. Yes, and keep us updated on that process because we would love, love, love to support you in that and back you up on that. Um, That is definitely a great thing that you're doing. Thank you. 
Yes. So, I mean, even with that being said, how do you find the balance to do both? Like to, you know, be involved in your full-time career as well as pursuing your own dreams? It's it's not easy, trust me. It, it comes with a combination of a lot of things. The biggest thing is really time management and planning ahead. So right. when I talk about management, I mean, like, really looking at my day or my week and saying, okay, well, obviously I know that I have somewhere to be from 9 to 5, but there's still time in the day where I can still get other things done. Like I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I go to the gym. Waking up earlier is a is a huge help because obviously you have more time in the day to be productive. So I wake up at, at 5 o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, and I get back, and that gives me about an hour to – get something done if I need to get something done before I have to start getting ready for work. And then also, I try to utilize my commute, too. Like, if I have a call, if there's a call I need to take, I'll try to take it, like, either on my commute to work or my commute home or if I'm going to the nail salon after work. Like, yesterday, somebody was trying to get in contact with me, and I was like, listen, I'm at work right now, but I can talk to you on the way to the nail salon. So right. it's always about, yeah, it's, like, always about finding time making time, a lot of times I have to sacrifice. And it's super hard because, you know, I'm still very young. I'm only 25, so I have a social life. I have friends who want to do stuff all the time. But I realize that I can't do stuff all the time because not only is that taking away from time that I can be putting somewhere else, but it's also, you know, I'm spending money. So this is money that I could be putting towards, you know, my business or a logo or a photo shoot or, you know, and with photo shoots, you have to get your makeup done for photo shoots. You got to get your hair done. Like all of that stuff costs money and going out costs money too. So I realized that sometimes I just have to sacrifice whether that's sleep or whether that's, you know, um, time hanging out with friends or whether that's time being on social media, which is also something that's hard. Like I said, millennials, we pretty much live on social media. So it's all about just allocating your time properly. And it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. It takes a lot of discipline, but it's, it's, it can be done. You just really have to be disciplined and really be about your business and really be about, you know, making it happen. Like I remember for the 4th of July, I really wanted to go out and do stuff, but I was like, no, I need to lock myself in this house and get this scholarship stuff done because my my birthday was the 19th, and obviously the 4th of July is the 4th of July. So it was about two weeks before the scholarship was supposed to launch, and I didn't have any pictures. I didn't have any graphics. I didn't have anything. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to spend the 4th of July in this house working on what I need to work on because that was a day that I did not have to be at work, like, I was off work. There were no expectations. I think it fell on maybe a Wednesday or Thursday. So that was literally a free day that I had, and I was like, I have to make the most of this time if I want to, you know, make this happen. So it's all about just finding those gaps. That's the most important thing is finding those gaps and really just utilizing your time the right way. Yeah, I really love it. Um, Time management is huge. Um, and then also, like, I understand, like, delegating certain tasks that you may not have time to focus on. So I definitely love that um, answer. And I do Oh, yes, like, that's a good one. Yes. Um, one Delegation my, is key. It is key, girl, right? But I have one question. Like, what advice could you give someone who is trying to land their dream job or start, like, their dream company? 
Yeah. So as far as landing your dream job, there are so many things that go into it because I, I personally felt that when I was working for the Atlanta Falcons, I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that I'm here. So, right, a little bit about how I got there. You know, it's really just all about putting yourself out there. It's it's not as hard as it might seem, but it's really all about putting yourself out there. Like, for example, LinkedIn is, like, my best friend when it comes to looking for jobs. That's probably how yes. I've gotten all of my jobs in the past maybe two or three years, jobs and internships. So I just reach out to people on LinkedIn like, hey, this is who I am, this is my experience, this is what I've done, and this is what I'm trying to do. And, you know, a lot of times people won't respond, but every, every once in a while you'll get somebody who, who will bite a little bit. So you just got to kind of take that and run with it. And whether that's, you know, just doing an informational interview with them, picking their brains, telling them a little bit about what you know that way, even if there isn't an open position right then, when there is, they'll definitely keep you in mind. And it's all about keeping in touch with those people too, you know. Don't just pick people up when you need something because everybody hates that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people just contact me when they need me for something, et cetera. Yes. Or, yeah. <laughs> or if you have the opportunity to shadow somebody who may be in a position that you want to be, that's always a great way to get some some, like, real great hands-on experience um, because people are always looking for, you know, ways to give back. And then also find a way that you can help people. Like, find something that they might need to where you can kind of fill that void because that will be an easy way for you to start working with somebody. People are always looking for people who are willing to help them before, you know, they're looking for people who are always looking for handouts. Yeah. And then yeah. to your second question about starting a business, I would say just do it. Like, there, I don't think there's a real way to do it other than to just do it because I know my biggest downfall was probably, like I said, just worrying about everything that could go wrong instead of everything that could go right. So obviously, you know, you want to plan at least a little bit, but don't overplan to where you're, you know, putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because then it is never going to happen. So it's all about just planning, keeping the right people around you. I'm really big on energy, positive energy, and making sure that the people around me are, you know, they, they have like, they're like-minded, they have goals, they have ambitions. I'm always willing to give them advice. They're always willing to pour into me. So having the people around you who are really, you know, going the places that you want to go, networking across to help each other get to where you want to go. Like, for example, I have friends who do videography. I have friends who do graphics. Like, I always rely on them because they're always willing to help me. Like, we have those relationships. So starting a business is really about, you know, having that confidence to just go for it, building those relationships with the people who are on your level so that you guys can elevate together and really just executing. Like, you know, ideas are great, but execution is key. Like, you can think about it all day. You can, you know, strategize all day. But what's really key is the execution. So make sure that you guys are really executing and doing what you guys are saying you're going to do. Yeah. Yes. Girls, this information has been so informative in the short time, and I don't want to pull this conversation <laughs> for this weekend because I do have a lot of more questions. But if you all want to stay tuned and get connected with Brianna, you have to come to the event to hear the rest yes, of the ma'am. 
Um, so <laughs> is there any last words or advice you want to give to our audience? If not, how can they find you and support you? Yeah, definitely. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Brianna J. Weaver. That's B-R-I-A-N-N-A J. Weaver. I'm always looking to work with new people, always looking to work on new projects. So if you have any ideas of how we can work together, let's definitely make that happen because I'm all, all about helping, you know, everybody get to that next level. And I'm all about, you know, utilizing these connections, levering, leveraging each other, especially if we can hit new heights. So, yeah, definitely connect with me. Even if you just want some advice, definitely open to that as well. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. And, again, guys, the event is this Saturday. Um, I mean, yes, this Saturday, Brianna will be there. She will be sharing her expertise. This episode was super amazing. Yeah, I'll be there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass this episode along. The more people you send this to, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you valuable free content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We love hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. Again, Remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com. We thank you again for listening, and until next time, have a high-vibe, intentional week. Yes, thank you guys for tuning in. I can't wait to see you guys on Saturday. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.